0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: All right, Draft Four One Two Night Hockey Night, brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is another one of our big sponsors. Uh, it's it's pretty unique to we're letting Fanatics do our hockey because they're going to be the official uh, hockey jersey, I believe, in twenty four, might be twenty five, but the Fanatics will be the. Um, that's going to be the NHL jersey will be brought to you. It'll be a Fanatic logo on it. So they'll be uh, sponsoring our Penguins tonight. And I got me and Emmett again. Emmett, we're doing double time tonight. Me and you, as uh, Dave and Joe, have other obligations tonight. Um, Penguins. This is one of the weirdest off-seasons we're going to see yeah. in a long time. Well, one that we're not used to seeing because there's so much up in the air. But um, let's start with the, the main thing before we can – anybody can get down to business with this team is the GM. Um, we're already at what may 25th. Um, which means we're under. Uh, we're about about we're a month away from the draft pretty much. Right. I mean, right around
0: yeah. There. yeah, the 28th, I believe.
1: Yeah. So we're like right around a month from the draft. No GM. Um, a lot of free agents. Um, I, I first run draft pick for, for first time in a, in a good bit. Um, what what do you think's going on? Like, do they have their guy? Do they know their guy right now?
0: Uh, there sure seems to be an awful lot of smoke around the Kyle Dubas fire. Uh, that, that seems to be the name you're hearing often. And and I know when he had his end of season uh, press conference, while he was still employed by the Maple Leafs, he said, I'm either going to be there or I'm going to be with my family. I want to take some time and recharge, Uh, and then was subsequently fired uh, or informed that his contract wouldn't be renewed. Um, Nothing can recharge a person's battery than revenge. So maybe uh, he and his wife talked about it and said, you know, uh, maybe I'd like to go somewhere else and stick it to Toronto. Uh, So maybe that's uh, where that marriage uh, is coming from. Uh, I know there were some shenanigans today that the NHLPA filed some sort of grievance that his agent and Austin Mas- Matthews' agent are the same guy. And they're worried that, uh, you know, if he becomes the GM, uh, uh, that uh, he's going to try and poach players uh, from uh, from Toronto. And it's funny, they didn't seem to care about him and Matthews having the same agent uh, when he was in Toronto, so this is just more – uh, Maple Leaf paranoia and entitlement out of the city of Toronto. I don't think uh, it's any kind of impediment. If it, if that's Fenway's guy, they're going to get him. Uh, I, I don't see it as an issue. Lots of GMs share agents with players. Uh, I think there may have even been an, uh, an agent or two that became a GM. So it's that's that's much ado about nothing. Uh, Tulsky. Was I? I know the early frontrunner, and uh, plenty of reports out there that told he's not going to be the choice. I was, I was dubious of that to begin with. I always suspected that they would just promote Waddle uh, to a president move, and they, they would make Tulsky the, the GM. Haven't heard much from Darch. I think the other thing that's that's kind of you get a lot of conflicting reports on is what the structure of the front office is going to be. Is there going to be a president of hockey operations and a GM? Or is it going to be a GM that's in charge of uh, hockey operations? Who's going to be the lead guy? Who's going to be subservient? So there's a lot of questions, but I think we're going to get answers probably, well, with the holiday weekend, I don't expect a lot. But, uh, you know, especially if you got Las Vegas closing out Dallas tonight, you've got several days of kind of dead air with the NHL. And this is the kind of uh, time frame where where the league would like you, if you're going to make an announcement, either make it between the conference finals and the Stanley Cup or wait until the Cup is over. So I would expect before game one of the Stanley Cup, we'll have uh, an idea of who they have selected, what the structure is. Uh, We'll have had the introductory press conference. We'll get a pretty... Decent idea. What the blueprint
1: is? I agree. That's, a, that's actually a good point about the uh, um, about the, the timing. Because I know, I know the NFL has the same kind of policy. Like they hate when a guy reti- they don't want him retiring during mm-hmm. you know the Super Bowl week. They don't want the you know all the press conference you know I, mean, I get it they don't want the media to be talking mm-hmm. about other anything other than the super bowl and the nhl mm-hmm. the stanley cup finals and this is a, gonna be an off the an off the wall year for the cup anyways with florida and,
0: and mlb actually has a rule against it during the world, world series you can't announce personnel moves during the world series
1: you know what i think i think that's what i yeah i think you're right like a manager, you can't fire a manager you can't do really yeah. you can't announce anything going mm-hmm. on that. That, that is true um do you think th- so you think that whole thing with um did you think that the Dubas might have meant what he said and then just sat back down or do you think he knew the whole time maybe he wanted to say to, to save face a little bit with
0: Toronto or I think he truly wanted to stay there and I think that floating out was kind of a leverage move that you know I'd love to come back but on my terms and here are my terms and I think maybe he overplayed his hand a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think it, it's not exactly analogous, but I think it's kind of a little bit similar to LeBron's conference the other night after they left. Uh, no, he's not retiring. He's just kind of sending a shot across the Lakers bow. I'm coming back, but this is what you're going to do when I come back. And I think that's what Dubas was doing. And now that he has been dismissed, Again, I, I think he's probably got some bruised feelings, and he's going to want to try and stick it to Brendan Shanahan and the rest of Maple Leafs management.
1: Now, going forward, once we do get a GM, there's a ton. We've already we've talked this to our blue in the face. The Penguins got a lot of um, different things that got to happen within the next month, month and a half, um, including the draft, uh, free agencies. Um, Basically, a lot of decisions got to be made pretty soon about who they want their goalie to be, who they're going to go after. If you were a betting man, which I don't know if you are or not. Would you <laughs> bet on Tristan Jari being behind the pipes, or would you take the field? If you someone told you Jari or the field, who's going to be in the uh, who's going to be in the net?
0: Well, in any kind of betting endeav- endeavor. It's, it's generally the wise move to take the field, just simply because you have more candidates. Definitely. Now, do I think that's what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, and here's kind of an interesting uh, uh, <laughs> description of it, how I can almost see this playing out. I, I'm envisioning the end of Animal House. Uh, where there's just the wreckage all over the place and Dean Warmer sitting there in the remnants of the grandstand. And Robert Hoover pokes his head through and he says, you know, uh, I don't know if this is an inopportune time, but can you see your way clear to giving us just one more chance? Uh, and I can almost see that with the the, the remnants of the playoff, uh, the Penguins' 22-23 20, 20, season, and Kyle Dubas is sitting there in the midst of it, and Tristan Jari pokes his head through and says, you know, can you see your way clear to giving me just one more chance? <laughs> um, and I suspect that kind of might be what happened because it's, you know, I, I think most Pittsburgh fans would uh, would like to see Helle- Hellebuck. I'd like to see Hellebuck. I, th- I think uh, yeah. uh, that, that would be a really, I think that would solve a lot of problems. The issue being the cost to acquire him and the cost to extend him. Because he, he's going into last year his deal. So do you want to repeat this whole thing next year? Um,
1: I agree. What do you give up as a as a, as a parent right. And
0: I think there's going to be several suitors, so the price is going to be high. So that's something a, you have. I don't
1: to have. want to lose the number one. I, I don't want to lose a mm-hmm. number one for at least the next three or four years. Yeah, uh, we got re- that minor league teams. That minor league system is oh, bare bones and needs to be. Recored. That's the other thing. If you do trade a Pickering. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is getting rid of the little, the last little pieces in your cupboard. Yeah. So I really so, can't see us being able to obtain a buck. As much yeah. I
0: would love to have them, it so. is it is interesting. Uh, you know, does Jari come back on a prove it deal, uh, or is it because there is such a scarcity of goalie that you that someone overpays him and offers him uh, a change of scenery? That maybe uh, you know, does he want to come back? Knowing that the first soft goal he gives up at the uh, you know, we have the, the lovely background of PPG Paints Arena on our screen tonight. Uh, does he want to deal with uh, <laughs> which probably be 15,000 screaming Pens fans? Uh, I boy, I, I'm glad Kyle Dubas is getting seven figures to come here, uh, because I'm not sure I'd want that job. No, that although, is- although for seven figures, I think I might. You know, grit my chance. teeth and try and take a swing at it. But um, just my gut tells me it's going to be Jari back.
1: Uh, that's actually that – actually shocked me. I, I'm going to go f- – oh, you know what? Not The more that you, you made me just think about it too, I would take the field as, as well. What like you said it's the best way to go. But is Jari is – do you think he's willing to either take the same amount of money or a little bit less to come back? That's the issue. Do you think he would do that?
0: I, I think that I think that's that's a great question. And and I think that is a very salient point as to, to what happens. I think the he way does he talked too. at the end of the season, it, it feels like he has unfinished business here. And you know, in reading that tremendous uh, athletic article from uh Rossi and Yoe yesterday, it seems to be a really tight-knit bunch of guys in the locker room that care about each other and you know they all want to succeed so I think if if there is a chance for a hometown discount I, just reading between the lines I think it's there
1: well before we go on to the next uh step do you think there could be a um just to bring up another player that's that is a free agent do you think a, a veteran that has made his money in the league like a Jason zucker do you think he would give
0: I think he's going to get blown away by term and dollars. I mean, it's just, they're going to, they're going to, someone's going to Godfather him. They're going to make him an offer he can't refuse. I I think he's out the door.
1: Like you're talking like eight, eight, eight and a half million. Yeah. Something,
0: something insane. Uh, There's, there's four or five teams that are below the floor. um, And some teams with some pretty good cap space that might be on the periphery of making a run that, he's the kind of guy you'd love to have in the locker room.
1: Um, Emmett with, with, um, with the, the, um, I'm trying to think here The the moves, the moves that they have to make with the salary cap. Um, if it's a Dubas, that comes in. Um, we have what 15 players under contract, Mm -hmm. one goalie, which is the Smith. Of course he's on Mm -hmm. a starter. You gotta get a goalie. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go out and get at least two or three wings. Um, Mm -hmm what's your chance and our depth is not going to be there. I, th- I think that's the one thing we're not going to have no matter what, what goes on. Our depth is going to be, we're going to have to be a team that prays for as the least amount of injuries as possible. But what do you think the odds are that a, a GM can come in here and make a couple good signings, um, maybe get this team back, you know, to, to a respectable and we're, we're in a tough division. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the capitals are starting to, take a step back a little bit the uh you know they got a couple rough teams at the bottom but the rangers keep getting younger and 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 they get better um the islanders seem like a tough team carolina just got knocked out but i think carolina's gonna come back hungry so what do you think the odds are that, that we could be a playoff team next year
0: i don't think it is as dire as many people believe i mean after all they missed the playoffs by one game uh right now and not that they would have had a long run i think had they beaten columbus or or chicago you're probably looking at a situation where boston is resting up getting ready for the eastern con or the western conference winner so it's this is not like the days of rick rick tabarachi and goal and 38 points over the uh 82 games oh, uh, uh, so let the, you know it, it's not like they have that far to go you mentioned the rangers but the Rangers are in cap hell. And, you know, there's a, a – I would put at least a 50-50 chance that somebody gives Lafreniere a, uh, an offer sheet and the Rangers either have to let them walk for draft picks or really screw up their cap, and then they have to cut other people left. I I, I would not I be surprised if the – yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers take a step back. Uh, because they really they made a lot of moves at the deadline, none of them really paid off.
1: No. So, uh,
0: yeah, New Jersey is is ascending. They're going to be someone. Carolina is definitely going to be there for a while. Um, and remember, they don't have to they don't have to be a top three in the division. They can get in on a wild card. So, uh, Boston. Who knows? I, I I didn't expect much from Boston this year uh, because they're kind of similar in composition to the Penguins. Um, you know, Montreal's still off. Who knows what happens in Toronto? So, uh, you, you know, you've, you've cleaned the toxicity out of the front office. Uh, and, you know, do they buy out Granlin and create some more space? Uh, Drew Connors having a tremendous World uh, World Cup.
1: Yes, he uh, is. Maybe yes, that
0: is. translates. Uh, it, it, it's not the same thing, but if you remember several years ago, you know, everyone thought Brad Marchant was a nice, role player until he went to the world championship and played with sydney crosby and discovered hey i can play this game you know not that i'm expecting 40 goals out of drew o'connor but maybe this tournament is what gets the light to click for him um and you know yeah maybe maybe there are some teams that are forced to to sell players for you know pennies on the dollar to get cap compliant. Uh, I mean, and who knows you've got Jim Rutherford in Vancouver and he loves his old players. Maybe you can ship a couple of his guys back and swindle some players out of him. Um, I still think they will be on the cusp of the playoffs when all is said and done. Uh, It just, again, just got to be smarter about the, 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 uh, uh, the bottom six uh and uh, you know beef up the uh the depth on uh, on defense but you know again they'll go as far as the goaltending carries them if, if they catch lightning in the bottom bottom with the golden is, is T- Jari get healthy and gets his mind right do you get hella uh, yeah i think they're i still think they can be a playoff team
1: Wait, but here's a good segue to the next question is um we, we it's the first time i think since sullivan's been here that we've actually we're starting to hear a little whispers, and I know you're going to bring it up, the New York Post article about Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is he is he on the hot seat? And if he is, with how good he's always been in the regular season, did he, do you pull the trigger in the first couple months of the year, or do you you let him play it out, and then he'll just be done at the end of the year?
0: I don't think he's on the hot seat for several reasons. One, again, going back to the um, uh, Rossi and Yoey article, it's very clear that the big three love Sullivan. He's their guy, and they are his guys. He's going into the first year of a contract extension. Uh, he's very tight with the Fenway group because of his Boston roots. Uh, it would have to take a cataclysmic uh, start. I mean, they would have to get off to like a 2, 20, and 3 start for him to be in any kind of jeopardy. And as to him going elsewhere, it's one jabroni, Larry Brooks. He's a he's a total clown. He is a just a, I mean, this, this is where sports journalism gets a bad name, when a fanboy goofball like him is given a column. He's the only one pushing this agenda. Everyone laughs at him like they do 90% of his scoops. It's it, it's the, the the Ranger thing is just it's it's smoke. And there's no fire to it. Um, I don't think he's on the hot seat. Uh, I, I I could see it to be one of those things that if you look at his contract extension and the extensions of Letang and Malkin, they all kinda end at the same time. I, I think um, Sullivan will be given every opportunity to coach as long as he wants to coach.
1: I think he deserves it. I mean, he, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, for the yeah. most part, I know, I know the first, I know people in Pittsburgh, all oh, first round, we have, you know, before the, uh before not making a playoffs last year for the first time in forever, we, we had three first run um, fall lots in a row. Um But then again, um a lot of it, uh, I'm not going to say it happens every year, but it seems like every year in the playoffs, we have something going on with injuries to our goalies or the goalies not performing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I, that Jari question means a lot because dude, how many opportunities do you give his kid to stay mm-hmm. healthy? And mm-hmm. but and I and I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. If he does give it, I think the only way he comes back, he's got to give us either what he made this past year or even cut maybe a little bit off for an extra year mm-hmm. on the contract or something. But, um,
0: it is absolutely part of the calculus uh, you know you have to be able to re- rely on him and, and 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 no one knows that more than you as the, as the president of the Travis Swaggerty fan club that uh you could be tantalized with uh, with all the talent in the world but if you're not if you're not available uh when when it comes time to put names on the lineup you know, how much good are you to the organization?
1: Yeah, but the only difference is they give Jari a chance. We're led our team in hitting in spring training this year, and well, that's didn't fair, didn't get the ticket. But yeah, that and
0: was- then they went down to Indianapolis and stubbed his toe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, I agree. But, um, I guess the big thing, though, do, how fast do you think things are going to happen once um the new GM gets announced? I mean, do you think that, um, It'll be something that the GM will just hold back. You ain't going to hear right away, like, oh, he's our goalie. That's who we want, that kind of thing. But when free agency starts in NHL, NHL free agency literally lasts one day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the first day, I'd say 85% of the players worth signing are signed. And then the next couple of days, a couple other guys will trickle in.
0: I don't anticipate. I guarantee you, you won't see anything announced or decided before the draft that will be the first opportunity for them to make a statement. If they're going to go outside and trade for someone, it'll happen at the draft. Then if it doesn't happen that weekend, nothing's going to happen until either the the ludicrously named legal tampering period uh, and then July 1st, Uh, July 1st, you'll know one way or another what they're doing with the goal pending.
1: Yeah, and it's that's one of my favorite times of the year, honestly, is because um, I'm not like all free agent days. I mean, it's, it's fun to see what goes on. But NHL is the king because it'll start a little slow. You'll see one or two signings. And then by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, oh, my gosh, is there anybody even left to sign? And yep. then it's just – it's one of the most – and like you said, that's where – early in the morning, like around lunch times where the players just start, you start seeing some numbers, like a, like a Zucker could get like at 9 million. Some, mm-hmm. someone like, you know, like uh, Anaheim might be like, ah, three year, 27 million. Let's get him in here. And, and you know, just insane stuff like that goes on. So, um, if I'm a betting man, I say the Penguins, um, I, I say, I mean, if I'm looking at paper on paper right now, they wouldn't make the playoffs in my mind. Cause I thought mm-hmm. that, um, even though they had to win one of the last two games, I just think you add another, you know, you add another year onto the big three They're, they're a year older. Now that's another year added on. Um, I, I still think Crosby plays at the highest level of the three. Of course he's, um, he's just a, a superstar. We'll probably never see a superstar like him again, where he's not as flashy as a McDavid or, or probably even like Abedard. but I've never seen a guy work as hard as him with that, with that much talent. Um, Malkin, I've been I've been hating on Malkin for about five years. I'm gonna say hating on him, but um, the offensive zone penalties have killed me. I think the order he gets, the worse that gets. He just gets lazy in the offensive zone. You know, he'll take a stupid uh, hooking call 200 feet from his net, and then Latang. I mean, Latang is Latang. You're gonna get a great game out of him, and then all of a sudden you are going to look at poor Brian Doomlin out there going what the heck am i supposed to do with this like i 4 on 1s every every 3 minutes but they're a year older so i think whoever this new gm is has to really tight, walk the tightrope um, you want to sign some guys and try to get them back but you want to sign guys you don't want to sign 33 34 year olds to do this mm-hmm. you got to you know you got to you got to try to sign them 28 29 30 year olds that are you know maybe just starting to come into their own and that's a that's a tough thing to do. It really is. And I hope I, you're I, right.
0: Yeah, I I think the big obstacle to that is where almost everyone is in agreement that this draft class is amazing. Oh. and you know, for those of you tuning in, I would I would urge you to go check out JT has been doing a lot of draft um, uh, Previews of draft prospects. It's it's really good stuff. The hardest um, so, thing is so,
1: finding finding negatives on the top yeah, five guys is. in this draft. Yeah. The top five guys in this draft. There's not there's very little negative. It's mostly defensive play, if anything. Um,
0: but as good as this draft class is, I don't think the free agent class is very good at all. No, it's not. Uh, there's there's just so that's going to be the problem. Are you going to throw, um, AAV? and term at guys that are not going to be significant upgrades. Uh, I mean, clearly you have to flesh out the roster. you got 15 guys under contract. Um, And, you know, again, I don't want them to move the 14th pick. I don't think they will move the 14th pick. I think there's actually an opportunity uh, for them to select a player at 14 that maybe not this year. But could, you know, someone like a Matthew Wood at UConn, you give him one more year uh, to get some strength on, I could see him breaking camp in 24 with the pens. Or if you get a kid like uh, the, with uncertainty with someone like a matched fuck, uh, I don't know that he'd make it to 14. But, you know, maybe his his ability to, to come over to the States for a couple of years, scare some teams off like Washington got got a kid last year uh, because of, uh, of signability issues. Um, but I think there is a possibility of 14, you get a guy that um, if he doesn't break camp this year, he can next year.
1: Uh, I agree. I, agree. I, I think this is the one draft where I think within two, three years of this draft, you will see a lot more NHL players than you have in the past. Cause yeah. um, you usually get two or three at the most that come out mm-hmm. in the draft and, and play right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year, you're only going to see two or three again because a lot of the guys in the top five, a couple of them are from USA, USA developmental kids. Um, they are going to have another year or two down, but this draft in two years, like you just said, a lot of these players, all they need, all they need is 15, 20 pounds, 10, mm-hmm. 15 pounds, get a little bit of muscle and get, get stronger.
0: And, and I hope that they stay at 14 that, um, it is either a European player or a kid that's in the, uh, uh, us, uh, development team that's headed to college, uh, because just one of, one of the very short sighted things that the NHL does is the transfer agreement, um, that you take these kids a junior, and if they don't make the team before they're 20, they have to keep going back to junior and they're just the caliber of competition just absolutely stunts their growth. And oh. Exhibit A, as far as the Penguins are concerned, is Daniel Sprong. Uh, yeah. if, if they had been able to send Daniel Sprong uh, to to, to Wilkesbury or um, uh, uh, Sam Poulin, if they didn't have to send him back for two years, uh, who knows? Uh, you know, he might already be up. Uh, I, I personally think there should be a rule that every NHL team should be allowed to send one junior team player to the AHL. It, it wouldn't kill the Canadian hockey league. I agree. Uh, with
1: that's a great, that's a very good, that's a very, that's such a good point. Cause I mean, you get these guys that are, we're drafting them and they already put up 97 points in 42 mm-hmm. games or something crazy or, you know, 130 points in 70 games. What, what good is it doing now? Yeah. Okay, you're drafted. But you're gonna go back and play again with the, against yeah. these kids. And I mean, to me, I, to me, I think it's actually more dangerous for a player because mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking these young juniors. I make a name for myself. I'm gonna take a run yeah. at Sammy, Sammy Poolin and make a name for myself. for yeah. a
0: absolutely I, great point.
1: I, I'd better see a guy at eight in the AHL, like taking his lumps. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, hey, struggling a little bit, but hey, you know what? Yeah. You start seeing these veterans working with them, and I, to me, that's. What you just said there—that—that that, that could be one of the biggest problems of the NHL. And I, that's a great point to bring up to the people out there to think about that. That's I'll tell you what—that that might be a great uh, article right there, man. <laughs> that's a great idea. If, for, if, if
0: the NH if they're not in the NHL, if they're at the AHL, the organization has access to them every day. Yeah. So you can keep track of their diet, their exercise. You can make sure that you, you know know—they're not going to to, to bars. Uh, you know that the, the, they've got their focus. Uh, that you've got older players to keep them in line, teach them how to be a pro. I mean, if you're really a top end guy, it's just it just it, it it's almost like a reverse Rule Five guy in draft. It, that it's you look at most of these guys, they spend a year in the major leagues, and you never hear from them again, because now you're making too big of a jump uh in canadian uh, junior you're sending them back and they're just there's no competition it's too easy they develop bad habits
1: i agree and it's like oh, okay all of a sudden these these other kids look at him like oh he's a millionaire he's going to be a millionaire in one day whatever blah 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 it's like mm-hmm. i i agree with you and plus like a, what would it hurt for like the, the penguins do a really good job with their AHL team teaching them the system of the team mm-hmm. the uh, you know these guys come up and we've seen it how many times. Guys come up that aren't talented, but they play our system, so they they plug and play them. What, what, what would it hurt to have a guy down there learning our system for two, mm-hmm. three years, and then boom? I mean, I don't I don't get it either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's all about. I guess you said, like you said, it's a Canadian way of just we want our players mm-hmm. here, and you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. That's a great one of the best points. You, I, that's a great point, point. Uh, and, and um, makes me actually sort of bitter at the NHL for that. <laughs> so. But put it on the list. That's a great. I mean, I, it is. I mean, the greatest game, one of great, I can't say it's the greatest game, but it's right there. I love baseball and I love hockey. Uh-huh. Um, and they both are, and, and hockey, when I mean, you watch a good game, I'm watching Vegas and Dallas, I can care less who's playing sometimes. Just mm-hmm. hockey's fun to watch. Um, between that and the ref, we can get in the whole thing with the referees too. Like, I mean, just it's one of the sports, it's it's a total it's trip that time it's not a trip this time but Mm -hmm. but any sport like that is the same way because in in basketball could be a hack this time a hack not next time and in football it's an interference one time but sports that have calls like that that's where baseball i think being an umpire is the easiest of the of the the four because it's strike or it's a ball it's fair it's foul Mm -hmm. you're safe or you're out um i know there's other things other than that but for the most part um Hockey, hockey tends to get a black eye from its from its uh, referee.
0: It's it's said a a million times over. It's the best sport. It's the worst league. Oh, uh, and you know, again, I'm going to become public enemy number one in in Canada. But the, you know, if you listen to the NHL uh, on Sirius XM, they devote eighty percent of their time to twenty percent of the league, and it's not even that they devote it to two teams, Montreal and Toronto. And you know the NHL network on cable, you know, they used to have during the day, they would have uh, live studio show or live talk shows uh, from the NHL store in New York. They kind of threw that away, and they they' they run anything everything out of TSN. and uh, until they understand that this is a global game, uh, it's it's a game that's great for millennials, but they've got to stop catering. To sixty-eight-year-old cab drivers in Flin Flon, Alberta.
1: <laughs> I, I totally agree. It's the whole. It's the whole. Um, I mean, every year when the Canadian teams all fall out of the playoffs, it's like it's mm. like a, a funeral in, uh, in mm. Canada. I mean, when Edmonton and Toronto uh, both got eliminated this year, it was like. I mean, I, I've listened to TSN. I actually I have a streaming feed for hockey, so I always I try to listen to. Um, when it is a Canadian team, I try to listen to their announcers just to see how biased they are. It's it's hysterical. I mean, if there's a bad call, it's you know, oh, but you know, it's, it's not the same thing when their player does it. That kind of thing. Yeah. And I want okay. to end you with one thing that I saw two days ago, and I want to see what your opinion was and if you were shocked. Did you see the Jamie Ben hit?
0: Oh gosh, yes. There's for no a, place for that
1: for it's, a captain too, and he's a guy that yeah. you don't expect that from, that
0: well, he's done it before. He did it to, I forget who it was on, on um, a <clears throat> member of the Detroit guy. And he, it's actually out for the rest of the season. And again, this this goes to the league administration of the laughably named Department of Player Safety. And, you know, when you got a goon that's heading up the, uh, that that office, you know, you don't really need fighting in the game if you would, you know, something like that should be a 20-game suspension. And, you know, you see these things that he's fined $5,000, the maximum amount under the CBA, which, you know, if you remember the NHLPA and you're a skill player, you know, you've got to get Don Fair on the radio and say, what are you doing? Why are you letting these unskilled Neanderthals getting away with things when we're the ones that put butts in the seats?
1: Yeah, that's – um. If you do twenty games, I think that's at least teach that's that's a lot of money coming out of their pocket. Yeah, you're not getting paid from twenty games. Yeah. I was just shocked when I saw it because you just don't usually see that from a captain in a playoff mm-hmm. game, especially wow. down mm-hmm. down three games or they were down two games or nothing at the time. But um, but that's one of the few times I've seen something like that from a captain in that situation. Mm-hmm. I was just one of the that was people. some real
0: Dale Hunter stuff.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely um. That took me back to the Adam Graves days and stuff. Yeah. And but, um, Emmett, once again, thank you. I want to thank fanatics. Once again, fanatics mm-hmm. are great. If you don't, you never order something from fanatics. They, they do everything. They have every sport you can think of. You can get on there, get t-shirts, hats, um, jackets. I, I spent my share of money at fanatics. That's for yeah. sure. And I want to thank fanatics for being, um, one of our sponsors, please get on wwwdraft um com. Um, look at all of our articles, different um, different merchandise too. We got some great merch,es some a hoodie I got on right now, some draft four one two stuff. Um, come on, get, get a get a, um, follow us on the social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Ask some questions. Um, we got some um, live podcasts coming up. We'd love you to come out too. We're gonna start um, advertising them. So look for that. But um, anything you'd like us to talk about, if there's a podcast you want us to do, say, hey, why don't you talk about this one time? We'll I'll run it past the guys, and we'll uh, we'll do one for you. Because these guys are – I'm with three very knowledgeable guys, so we'll definitely do whatever you want. And um, just remember, you're on the clock, right, Emmett? We're always on the clock.
0: Always on the clock. And definitely check out JT's NHL draft previews. Uh, he's also got some stuff up there. It's not my cup of tea, but he's got some – NBA draft stuff up there that uh, that you won't probably see anywhere else. Uh, if, if you're into the NBA, uh, probably worthwhile checking that out as well. Draft412.com.
1: Yeah, get on there. And thank you, guys. And thank you, Emmett. Great night.
0: Yeah, pleasure was mine. Good job hosting. Thanks.